Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the final Access All Areas of the year. I'm Stephen Lane. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I am just uh, happy Christmas indeed. I mean, I couldn't be more festive. I'm wearing a Mariah Carey Christmas hat. Uh, I've got all my decorations up. My heating is working, which um, it hasn't been for a week. Um, So thank you very much to um, Kane Electricians um, who helped and came and sorted that out. Um, So I am feeling festive. I just saw you down a shop before the show, Bob. What's going on? Yeah, guys, not the kind of shot you'd expect at the festive season. So I've just done a shot before recording this of Night Nurse. I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling a little bit... um, Sensitive? Yeah, I'm uh, not feeling great today. So uh, I hope it's nothing nothing too bad. Has it just started? Just literally started, so I got a really sore throat. You know, we just start feeling a little bit shitty, feeling a bit achy, bit of a sore yeah. throat, but we're going to get through it. We've got the night nurse here and uh, couldn't be less festive. So I said last week, didn't I, that I was going to get to show you my lovely old tray. Yeah. I'm currently in bed because I'm snowed in at my parents. Um, <laughs> but we move, guys, and we're going to make it work. And Stephen's got his Mariah rat on. He's got his tree in the background. Second hat to come as well. So I'm going to change got halfway Adam. through. Got Abba we're and Mariah. We're going to change. Absolutely. Yeah. In homage of Mariah. I mean, because they said, <laughs> oh, yeah. he would be doing a costume change during an hour show. Exactly. Um, so I thought, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd go for it. Um, and as you can see, I've got flashing lights. I've got my tree. I am wearing a grey hoodie, but... I don't have any Christmas jumpers, so I'm stuffed, really. Um, I've got yeah. one. I've got two red hoodies. I've got one Christmas one, and then this one is more of like, a, well, it's just a skincare and chill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I have got to wear that for a little festive thing at the end of the show, but where Fine. I'm not feeling so good at the minute, I kind of feel like my internal thermostat, I'm so... Like full of temperature, yeah, that fine. I think I might overheat and potentially die. That's a bit well, extreme. I'm not going to die, guys. That's a little bit of a drama queen. I ain't going to die, but I would. Thank be God, up. I'd be up for the hour. Good. So um, yeah, hey, keep it to the best, then, babes. <laughs> All good. Um, Festive times. Are you ready for it, Steve? I can't believe it's the last one of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've basically got all my presents. I just need to do one more little trip to the shops. Um, uh, and then I'm pretty much done. This weekend, I've got my uh, sister and my auntie coming to visit to have a little um, festive trip around some of the Christmas markets. Not, not like the big ones, not the big ones, because I don't think I can face Winter Wonderland the weekend before Christmas. Um, but, oh, <laughs> but some of the smaller ones, um, which would be really nice. And now I've got my heating working, you know, they won't freeze to death in my flat while they're here, or we'll all have to huddle up for warmth like penguins. Um, so, um, but I have been, I, have, I mean, the snow's been quite a rare treat. We, we very rarely in this part of the world, sort of London, Essex, southeast, get oh. um, snow before Christmas, do we? I, don't, I was just literally saying to him earlier, I don't think I've ever seen this much snow in England. Mm. Like, on top of my car, I've got... I mean, for people listening, you can't see how much I'm showing, but my roof is... How many inches is Ten? that? I reckon potentially deeper, Eric. Really? Okay. Maybe more. 
Um, and that so, so my whole car was basically just like a big, huge snowball. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful when it first falls. Some of the kids in Mum and Dad's Road have done all lovely snowmen, which is lovely. It's really pretty at that point. Mm. It's not a day or two later when you start getting the slush and the ice, and it kind of loses its appeal. Just a bit muddy and, and gross and frozen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when it starts affecting things. So when you just want to be able to get in the car and go somewhere, mm. I know first world problems and all that, but sometimes we've just got to get in the motor and go somewhere. And when yeah. you can't get snowed in, like I say, if you can't get, if there ain't no gritters coming yeah. out to certain roads, what can you do? But, uh, I'm hoping it's going to melt a little bit um, or even maybe potentially rain tonight. Um, but I don't think it's forecast to do that. So I, I, I could be tunnelling and digging myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that, Bob. You with a shovel in your hand, beating your way out of, your, of the house. No, yeah. Well, you should have seen me trying to clear my car earlier on. Blimey, that was... I had a broom trying to push it off the roof <laughs> of the car on my car. Oh, I... Uh, it, it's just one of those strange things that we're just not equipped for it over here, are we? Nah. Well, it, it happens so rarely, you know, it's not really something we ever often need to prepare for. You don't even go years no. about snow. So, um, so yeah. And if well, you do get it, it's very rare. It's before Christmas. It's normally like a mm. January turnout, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, that's Yeah, like, so it's quite rare to still have Christmas decorations up and it'd be snowy outside. So it was quite nice the day it happened, but I agree with you now. It's just like big, muddy, slushy, from me trying to walk to Tesco this morning, had to put my walking boots on because it was like um, trying to walk on the pavement. So, um, yeah, you know, it's not not exactly that festive now, but it was. Um, last week, Bob, both you and I said we were going to discuss one big thing. What, well, didn't we? Yes. Harry and so, Meghan. Harry and Meghan. So I sat and binged. Mm-hmm. The full three hours straight away, it dropped to eight o'clock and I wasn't working till like about lunchtime that day. So it almost worked ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, I binged all three hours and I think we were saying, or uh, I, I flagged that my, my thing is what I wanted was some kind of clarity. <clears throat> I wanted information that was no news. Yeah. And after the first three hours, I still don't feel I've truly had that. Whether we get more, because obviously we've got another three hours to go this Thursday, which will be tonight by the time this airs. Well, actually, no, it already would have dropped, finished dropping 8am in the morning. So mm. we're in that parallel time universe, so we might already know <laughs> by this, but when you're listening to this. But yeah, for me, and it's almost ju- just for them, I want them to almost be able to justify, not that they need to justify, even if they just turn around and say, we want the cold hard cash from Netflix, Thank you very much. $110 million. Lovely. This is the salt code. Ping it over. <laughs> That's fine. But I wanted them to be able to kind of almost justify it just because I feel like the tide is really turning now. And then also because we know we've got the book coming on the 10th of January, how I don't know how we've got another three hours and a book to go if we're not getting much more information. Yeah. What was your thoughts on the first three episodes that dropped? So pretty much the same as you. I watched it all in the day it came out, not all at once. But um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think um, there wasn't a huge amount of revelations. And the things that they did reveal, mostly about sort of um, Kate, their thoughts on Kate and her not being a hugger, which I thought was a little bit mean, because I know exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to paint her as 
cold, right? But like, there's quite, I know quite a few people who aren't really huggers and that's some people just aren't, you know, like whether they're royalty or not. And, yes. and, uh, and, uh, some of the, the I did find some of the bits from her mum interesting Doria um her talking about her experience first time we've ever heard her talk but I, I agree there wasn't a huge amount to go on the trailer for the next three episodes hints at some more to come they talk about how they which is a bit they're unclear about who exactly they is um were willing to protect William in a way that they weren't Harry and Meghan but did he say um, they would they are willing to lie for William, but they won't tell mm. the truth for us. Mm. Between us, obviously, we can only speculate because we don't know until Thursday who they are. Yeah. Do you think that's the family or do you think that's the press? I think, having been slightly misled in the first trailer, that they probably mean the press. And maybe just edit it very well in that trailer to make it allude that it's the family, potentially. Yeah. Because I think basically what they're trying to say so so far is that their grievances are really with the press, aren't they? They're annoyed and upset the way they got treated by the press. Yeah. Less so stuff within the palace, which they haven't really revealed a huge amount about. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see the next few episodes. I am expecting some more revelations. But like you say, we, have, we do have a book as well. So there's going to be a lot to come out over the next few weeks. And actually, by the time we do our next episode, the book will already be out. So we'll be able God, to talk more about yeah, God, that is true. That's something to look forward to. Roll on January. Isn't it? Yeah. I was thinking this, and my only thing that's making me think that the next three, and this is where I'm kind of on a double-edged sword, because I mm. always think if there was something in the can that was that explosive or something to hang your hat on, mm. knowing production companies, would they want to tease, especially after Ep3, knowing a week later, would there have been a to come or almost a pull? Or did they just kind of think, we're just going to do another trailer and people who have invested three hours are going to watch anyway. Mm. But also, I think, thinking about it, the first three hours and the first three Eps were very much their meeting, their love story. And mm. I kind of did really like the... But then that's because I'm just a massive fan of reality TV. And I kind of think mm. sometimes I was getting vibes that sometimes it felt a bit documentary, which is what I think it was meant to be, yeah. or is classed as. But then there was elements where it did almost become like reality TV, which I'm not Definitely. throwing shade there. Um, <laughs> no. But it, it did kind of have that, like, we'd never seen so many aspects of their private life. At the, <clears> the, the kids and all of that. And then moments. Mm. Um but it was very much their early days, like the, the going on their first dates to Soho House and all that kind of stuff. But the next three eps and the last three hours are very much kind of now wedding and the aftermath. Mm. And it's kind of, that's the time frame that shit kind of goes down, isn't it? Because everything seemed to be hunky-dory until the wedding or post-wedding. So as things are chronological... Maybe it makes sense that the first three hours were or was going to be a bit like that. Yeah. And then maybe that's when we see. But um, yeah, who knows? Um, we have an exciting show coming up today, our final one of the year. We have uh, first up Kitty Scott Claus and Ella of a Day, both been on the show before, Drag Race UK royalty. Uh, they're currently on a Christmas tour. Then we have um, Ollie London, who probably most people know as the British man that tried to become Korean. 
um, through surgery and things. So um, we've got him coming up on talking about uh, what he's been up to. And uh, Liam Reardon from Slebsco Dating slash Love Island um, on to talk about his experience on the show. Because it's Christmas, we're going to do a tiny little quiz. Got a few questions from our producer. She's ready to fire them away. Love um, this. I know how much you hate a quiz in a game. <laughs> it's so true. It only comes out once a year. Once That's when a I know year. it's Christmas when you're willing to do a game and a quiz. Yeah, it's Let's true. It. I've not seen the questions yet, so I'm excited. I've just been sent the first one. What was the most watched Netflix series of 2022? Oh, 2022. So I'm going to say The Crown, but I don't think that's true. 2022. God, this year's almost been a little bit of a blur. Gosh, that's a real hard one. Yeah, I can't I mean, what else has been really huge. Yeah, what else has been a huge, a huge drop on? Um, I don't know if this is it, but could it be? Um, is it Dana? Dana? Was that his name? Who's that? It was the serial oh, killer. The serial killer one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Um, I don't think it was called Dana. Maddie, what's the answer? We'll find out. Wednesday, the. Um, Shut up. The Adams family. Yeah. And that's only just dropped. Now, has only just dropped. Interesting. It's been very well reviewed. So, um, that is interesting. Interesting. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't comment. Uh, the Megan and Ali ain't knocked Wednesday off her. Yeah, interesting. That is interesting. Which Kardashian and Jenna had a baby this year? It's Kylie. Kylie. And and Chloe. Chloe. And was they the only two? Yeah, I think they were. Kim, yeah, Kim, Chloe and Kylie, we were right. Yep. Boom. We know our Kardashians. Gosh, oh yes. Next question. Who won the Eurovision Song Contest 2022? Which country did they represent? What did they sing? And how many points did they score? Ooh. I was used to, but Well, it was. It was Ukraine. Palace Orchestra were the name of the band. Uh, what country did they represent? Uh, who won? So Kalish Orchestra, Ukraine... Uh, their song was called Stephania. Their points, I'm going to go 627. Oh, so close. What was 631. It? I was only oh, four points off. So close. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll take that point. Thank you. Uh, next question. Final one. Uh, which song has been named the UK's most streamed song of 2022? I'm going to go with... Something from the Beyonce album. Yeah. Cuff it. What was the one? What was the big single? Break My Soul. Oh, yeah. Could be that, actually. I think the other one's more of a viable dance on mm. social. But the song probably could be that. I reckon it's definitely Beyonce, though. Should we go with Should we go with Break My Soul? Yeah. Have we got any others? I'm trying to think. Queen Bay. Who else could it potentially be? Has Ed uh, Sheeran released anything this year? He's usually pretty big. Ed dropped this year. Could, could be Harry Styles. Oh, as it was, Harry Styles? Yeah. Oh, should we go Queen B or Harry or Ed? Um, oh. Let's try both. We'll go, right, yeah. Beyonce and or, and well, or Harry. If we, should we stick with it? We both thought initially Queen B. Okay, yeah, let's do, let's Unless do that. That's just, is that. That's just us being completely stereotypical gay men. <laughs> we were wrong. It was Shit. Harry Styles. <laughs> See, God sometimes damn it. it is good to change your mind. Yeah, damn it. Too little, too late. That was everywhere, that song, wasn't it? So I can understand that. Not Absolutely. on any of my playlists, so don't care. 
Um, no, not on my playlist, but he, he had a, a major blow up this year, which I think I spoke about at some point. Yeah, he did, stuff. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and Lee become my celeb crush. I mean, hot as, yeah, but don't really care for his music, personally. Just personally. No, 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 will ill intended. Right, our first guests, Kitty and Ella, are in the waiting room, so let's get them in. <clears throat> let's do it. Hello, can you hear me? How Sorry, are you? I... Good, good how are you? I... Really good. Thanks for coming on the show this evening. It's a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome. Oh, You're looking well. Thank you, babes. Bob's actually ill. He's doing very well, considering he had, oh. to, down, he had to down a little, um, what was I've it, done cow pole shot. Chaser. Oh, night no. <laughs> 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 We're so I mean, it looks like it was a shot of absinthe, but it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> oh, my God, that ever. looks like hell. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't taste much better when I swallowed it, I can tell you. How are you guys doing? How are you How are you enjoying the festive season? It's obviously a busy one for you both. Yeah. It's been great. great. You go, you go, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's been great. We've done our first two, two venues of our tour. And it's been so cold and so much travelling. We went from Glasgow to Cambridge yesterday. So it's about Quite seven a and a half hours. <laughs> oh, I bet it was cold up in Glasgow, really. Oh, my goodness. It was like minus six when we left at eight o'clock in the morning. And, vile. Uh, yeah, it was awful. But, you know, <laughs> the festive season and all that. And how are you, are you loving it already? A couple of shows in, are you, like, just finding your feet and just completely loving it? Oh, do you know what? We're having the best time. Honestly, it, it is, it's what I love about it is that every show is different. And then it, it depends on the audience that we have in because so much of the show changes around the audience. And so it's always so fresh for me and Ella. And like, it's, it, we just have such a laugh, don't we? We do. And the, the thing is, you know, you've got, like Kitty said, there's new audience members every, every single night that we can pick on. So it's fantastic. You know, if you come in a red beret, you will be picked on. <laughs> and what's really exciting about that like you say I guess until you step out you really don't know how that evening's going to go so mm. it keeps it completely fresh and exciting to kind of think right what kind of show what audience have we Terrifying. got tonight? so <laughs> exactly, on that, yeah. I think that's exciting it's great we went from Glasgow to Cambridge and obviously we thought the vibe would be very different but actually it was kind of similar wasn't it Cambridge was so up for it last night Cambridge and was then so got- up for it Glasgow, they love their um, venoms and all that stuff. So we got on the venom. I don't know if you, have you had a venom before? You I don't two? even know what that is. What's a venom? I've had a oh my bite. god! It's it's like a Scottish drink, but it's like do you know when you go to a party and and like when you're a teenager and you're just like oh let's make let's make a drink and we'll just pour a bit of everyone's drink <laughs> yeah. in the glass. It's <laughs> yeah, like, like that, like a, like a fishbowl. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like that. And it gets you so it gets you so messed up, but they're fabulous. We love them. They taste great. <laughs> You've done so well to not get snowed in and managed to get down to Cambridge in time. Was you driving through the snow? Yeah, well, it was. We, you know what? We got stuck on the motorway, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. We had to turn around and we added another 45 minutes to our journey, but we made it. We made it in time. It took about seven and a half hours in total yeah, on the road. Geez. Woo! That was fun. But if we didn't yep. turn around, they were like, oh, it would have been like an extra three hours. Like, waiting for like the the snow to clear and whatnot and so we were like oh my god thank god we turned around thank god we were there to give cambridge a show I know. <laughs> and what actually do you do in the shows then so i imagine lots of performance what kind of things are you doing are you are we seeing like mariah carey vibes i've got the hat on like uh, i don't know destiny's child christmas song i don't know what are you doing 
oh my god well do you know what we're doing a bit of everything we're taking all the biggest christmas hits so we're doing we're doing mariah we're doing um what else we're doing, oh obviously rupaul we're doing of course christmas yeah goes without saying we're doing um fairy tale of new york but do you know what? There's a problematic word in that, and we do bring that to people's attention. <laughs> the F I mean, word. We set, yeah, we set them up for the fall, and then we leave yeah. the stage. And we leave, <laughs> and that's the end of the show. We're like, I will not stand here and get assaulted like this. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a real mix. It's a real mix of live singing, a little bit of dancing, lip syncing, and then we have a couple of local queens from wherever we are in the country who will do a set as well. So, yeah, it's a oh, real nice. mixed bag. Are you both massive fans of Christmas? You'd hope so. Yes, I mean, I mean, me and Kitty have done a lot of pantos in the past between us. So, yeah. so Christmas has always been a really busy time. So this is no different for us, really. Um, I, I mean, Christmas. I don't really buy any Christmas presents anymore because no one needs anything. So um, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I, think, I don't buy that. Is it just because you're too busy? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you, know, do you what, buy? What? Like every year, I always feel like if I'm doing panto or anything, I'll be like, because it's so much like it's such a tight work schedule. I always feel like I don't feel Christmassy, and this this is the first year we were in the tour bus yesterday, going like we were driving down to Glasgow, it was like seven and a half hour journey, and it was so it was like snowing outside and looked really Christmassy. And I remember turning to Ella, I was like, I feel really Christmassy for like the first time in forever. It's mad. But still yeah. no Christmas shopping. Oh no, we could Amazon babes, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, not till the twenty third. Has yeah, any of yours made it? Because I think ninety percent of my Christmas shopping scattered around the country right now, and to try and track it's an absolute mare. I reckon it's going to be here by March. <laughs> oh Christ alive! I mean, so far I've only bought things for myself, and I've got them, so I'm I'm fine. I'm happy. <laughs> happy days, babe. <laughs> Well, you got to treat you with yourself as well as 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 other people, haven't you? And you know, you guys work very hard. So, well, RuPaul said, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? You know, if you can't buy yourself a couple of presents, then what's that, the point buying other people? Like, say, buy yourself a Christy present. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a Christy present. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. And um, what's this year been like for you, though? I mean, obviously, it's been you've had both of you've had lots of work. What what are you thinking when you look back on the whole year? <laughs> oh it's been non-stop it's been such an amazing year like thinking back to like this time last year when we well I was going to say we graduated but we kind of did we finished mm -hmm. the show run and yeah. the year has just gone so so quickly and like we, I've, I think I've done about five tours been to Australia like we've done so much for the two of us so no yeah. it's, it's been an incredible year it's been amazing honestly it's like it's 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 gone past my, like, every expectation I had from going on Drag Race, it's gone, like, past that by, like, 10 billion miles. Like, I would never see, like, the stuff that we're doing now. I'm like, it blows my mind that, like, we get to do stuff like this and have have a fabulous time and, like, tour and do, like, telly bits and, and meet amazing people and just have, have a great time. Honestly, it's been incredible. Where you've been so busy, are you looking forward to having a bit of time off coming up to Christmas? Will you, do you kind of get much time off before January? Haha, <laughs> good joke, Bob. Yeah, lol. Lol, lol, lol. I'm looking and forward to And then grafted all through. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like January, February. I want to go on holiday once I've done my tax return. Boring. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm looking forward 
to the new year and kind of regrouping and thinking, right, what's the plan this year? What do I want to do? You know, because I feel like the whole, the last year has just been so busy. Mm. You kind of forget, you, when you're doing drag, you forget that there's actually a person underneath it. So for me, it's about <clears throat> reconnecting, getting myself to the gym, getting healthy and just really thinking about what I want to do next because the whole year for me has been like off the back of drag race, you know, doing all the gigs. So now mm. it's just like, I, I, you know, we've got some really fun things planned, me and Kitty as well, for the new year as well. Yeah. So there's loads planned. Um, it's just, yeah, just re-sort of focusing the energy for me. Um, yeah, for me, I, I mean, my next project after, like, in the new year, I literally start it on, like, the 2nd of Jan, I think. I think that's the date I start. It might Blimey. even be sooner. It might even be, like, the 27th of, of December. Uh, but it's not been announced yet, but it's, it's going to be announced very soon. But, yeah, I'm... I'm yeah, more stuff coming up. <laughs> so it's never stop. It's ne basically never ending for either of you. But you yeah, know what? Though? Exactly. Like, we love what we do, and it bear like honestly, I never feel like I work a day in my life. It's true. We're very lucky to do what we do and get paid for it because you know we used to do it and not get paid very much, and <laughs> we still did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not anymore. No one cares that you're cross dressing. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to go from obviously, I guess both bands of the show to then competing on the show to then watching it knowing what they experience is really like because mm. they kind of change now you know the behind the scenes side of things yeah it's like you know that thing from the wizard of oz when it's like you like you see behind, behind the, the curtain, curtain. Yeah. and you see like how it all works and so you what like i remember watching season four now and just being like i, I sympathize with the girls so much because it's it's so tough and the yeah. days are so long and, and you work so so hard and my, like my heart goes out to all of them i think anyone that goes on the show is fantastic yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it's like watching watching when they enter the workroom and then when RuPaul arrives, in reality, that takes forever. That takes 45 mm -hmm. minutes. And then you watch it and it's, it's done in a flash. And so you just know everything. And it is harder to watch it because you know when it's been produced or like when they've been asked a question, you're like, oh, that's obvious. Um, but, you know, as a viewer... <laughs> I think even the viewers are cotton on. Yeah, cotton up yeah. To it well, you know, but that's what happens yeah. when it's a long-running series like RuPaul's. It's in every country, isn't it now? So exactly. They've, they've just announced the new global. Uh, yeah, global all stars. Oh my yeah, God, I know. What do you make of it? Wild. Like, is it going to be like Eurovision when it's like one queen from each country, and then we have to like we have like someone from each country. Like, we'll have Tess Daly being like Neil Poir. <laughs> yeah. <Poir." laughs> oh my god, I would love that a live love final that. with voting. No, because then someone would have to come last. That's yeah. the only thing. We probably come last because UK comes last at everything, doesn't it? Not in <laughs> Eurovision last year, hun. Well, yeah, no, well. some like. We need the Sam Ryder of drag to bring us to second place. <laughs> well, you've got to just put Danny Beard in a wig. I mean, and then you've basically got Sam Ryder, haven't you? <laughs> what did you make of him winning? Oh, I thought Danny was oh, brilliant. Sorry. I think Danny was incredible. Like, the whole season, apart from the Snatch game, that was trash. But <laughs> everything else was just, I like, yeah, a masterclass. Yeah, I think it was really. I think it was so close between Cheddar and Danny mm. towards the end, and they were both very different. I think Cheddar would have been such a different winner compared to what we've had before. Um, but yeah, both rightfully deserved to be in the top two. Mm. You think yeah. as years go on now, and like you touched upon, when something becomes an ongoing show and 
fans of the show then go on the show. Do you think that kind of changes the game and, and that's when stakes get upped? But also, as well as stakes getting up, people know how to play the game more as years go on. Definitely. And I think people seem to spend more and more money every single year as well, um, which is a shame as well, because I think you kind of lose that aspect of doing it on a budget. So, I mean, yeah. British season, drag as well. <laughs> season three, for example, we did it during a pandemic after a year of not really having much work in. So we were all on a budget. So yeah. we were like the, the budget season. Um, <laughs> That's why you're all on tour now. You've got to pay those debts back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all right now. But at the time, it was really stressful. And I just, I just, you know, there is such a pressure, not only for drag race people that have done it and have to keep up all the looks, but all the people, all the queens in all the local towns, I think really feel this pressure Mm. To, to, you know, have really expensive outfits and human hair and all this stuff. And really, in some ways, I think you lose the aspect of drag that everyone loves. And that's just True. going and having a laugh, taking the and piss out yourself. And entertain a crowd, yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Because yeah, when it's... I think back, and obviously where the show's so huge now and seeing how America did it compared to, I mean, when I grew up and... and when I thought of traditional drag queens, as I'm sure we all know, back in the day, yeah, it, it really were human hair extinct. It, it was, do you know what I mean? The air yeah. weren't there, the air weren't there. It, it was a B and H hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that kind of was British. Lily Savage, right, Lily Savage, perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But actually, I think you're so right. The more people throw money, at, I think that doesn't always. Can you imagine though, if there was like a season of Drag Race that was just pure, like we call it bastard drag, but it's bastard at its finest, like with the blue eyeliner, the pencil (laughs) like black eyebrows, like Blackpool drag, brilliant. Yeah. Oh my god, exactly that. So brilliant. Blackpool drag race, start your engines (laughs) and the illuminations. Please, I'm well up for that. Um, Well, both of you, thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Best luck the rest of the tour. Um, How many more dates have you got? We have got seven more dates. Yes. And people can get their tickets at kittyandella.com. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. Best of luck with it all. And um, I hope you have a nice evening. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, Well, so nice to be joined by the both of them. They're very busy time for them. So... um, so yeah, really glad they could they could join us. Our next guest, Ollie, is is ready to come in. So let's get him in. Ollie, hello. Hey, got it working. How are you? Really good. How are you doing? Nice to see. You. I like the hat. Does it say Abba? I've got I've got an Abba one. I've also got a Mariah one, which I was just wearing as well. Oh, so more Christmassy. I'm, ve- I'm feeling very like pop music festive. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I like all the Christmas decorations as well. Looks really good. Thank you. Unfortunately, Bob couldn't quite match the. Uh, <laughs> The stunning uh, tinsel standards oh, no. that I could get to. <laughs> I think I understand. I'm really good, thank you. How are you, babes? Thank you for joining oh, I'm good, us. Yeah. Where's all your Christmas decorations? Do you know what? I've done all my place up. I've got all my lovely tree. And I was saying on last week's show, I can't wait to show you because last week I was filming from a hotel room. 
And yeah. um, basically, I've got snowed into my parents. So oh, nice. I'm currently in my old bedroom at my parents. So the only oh. thing I've got is this headboard. But it probably is the most <laughs> famous headboard in Essex. There ain't many people that ain't seen this. <laughs> and not in that way. Not yeah, that yeah, way, yeah, of course. Not in a trollop way. As is that this headboard's been in about two years' worth of access all areas. Oh, it's famous. And this has kind of gone into early retirement, really. It ain't been seen for a while, so we'll bring the bitch back. Fair point. <laughs> Ollie, have, you, have you been? It's been a bit of a wild time for you, really, hasn't it? Tell us a bit yeah, about what's been happening to you. Yeah, obviously, I haven't been on your show for, I think, a couple of years. But, yeah, yeah I've, been, um, I've been changing a lot. So I went through a lot of changes. Obviously, I started my K-pop career. I started having surgery to look Korean. And then yeah. I was, no, I was still unhappy. So I became trans, thinking that that was the reason I was unhappy. And then I realised, you know, let me just be the real me. Let me just find who I am inside. And um, I still, I'm still doing my music, but I'm now trying to campaign for um, kids' issues um, in America, particularly. I was just in Washington, D.C. Um, and, you know, I just feel like, you know, whenever you have a platform online, it's important to be able to try and help others. So obviously I've been through a journey. I've had identity issues. So, you know, I had a lot of surgery and now I kind of regret doing all that to myself. And I'm just trying to be more natural, be, be me and trying to use my experience to try and um, help others. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey. So what was your process? Like you say, you've, you've made changes and you've been very open about it. When did you start to, to think, actually, I've made the wrong decision or I don't feel this is me? Can you talk us through that, please, babe? Yeah, so I think we all have a moment in life when we get to a, a point where we're just still not happy. And, you know, we try to change things, whether that's ourselves, whether it's the way we look or the way we feel. And, you know, I got to a point where I, I Bobby, I'd done like 32 surgeries over nine years, um, trying to change my entire life. I was trying to, you know, look Korean. I was trying to become Korean because I love K-pop music and I just wasn't happy. And I was like, you know, I got to a stage one day, I was like, I need to change something about this. It's unhealthy. I'm addicted to getting surgery. I'm addicted to going through these drastic changes that aren't normal um so you know I just woke up and I decided like it's time for a change it's time to you know I had long hair I had hair extensions I shaved all the hair off um it's time to just try and be me and stop you know being so focused on looks on, on surgery and stuff and um I feel so much happier now I feel like a new person um I feel like I've had a kind of awakening I think it's fair to say that you've you've not only with yourself, but with, with people's reaction to you. I mean, you've, uh, rightly or wrongly, because people have very strong opinions on, on what you did uh, in the past, have, have had a lot to say about, you know, trying to change your ethnic identity and things. How do you feel about that now, looking back at it with some distance and maybe mm. trying to reverse some of what you've done? Yeah, so obviously I regret what I did to myself. Um, again, it was more of an issue of identity struggles. So I think I was trying to seek happiness and I used to live in Korea. So, you know, Korea and K-pop was an escapism for me. So it was mm -hmm. something that was giving me happiness. So, you know, I was trying to funnel my happiness into that. And, you know, it turned out it didn't work in the end. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for people that may have, you know, followed my journey and think you know that's normal or maybe they've been inspired by it you know and I want everyone just to be happy however they're born whoever they are you know everyone can do whatever they want that makes them happy and stuff at the time that was making me happy now I've realized it wasn't particularly healthy it was a little bit of an obsession um so I'm trying now to speak up you know to help um young people that you know might want to go through a drastic change in their life just to say look 
no, wait it out. Don't go with a trend because we see so many trends these days. Um, you know, like look at all the people that go to Turkey to look like Kim Kardashian and, you know, they might have an issue. They might have a, you know, a surgery that goes wrong. So, you know, I just want to educate people and say, you know, don't rush into things. I kind of went with the trends. K-pop's been a big trend for the last few years. So I became obsessed and, uh, you know, I went with the trends and I regretted it. And obviously I've made mistakes in the past. I'm trying to grow as a person and I'm trying to reverse the damage I've done and try and help others. Because you've spoken out and criticised the media and you're sort of almost idolising, what did you, did you say, did you word it, it's like soft, soft males. Yeah, so like more feminine. So in, in Korean, yeah. uh, they're quite feminine looking. Mm -hmm. and, and are you still of that mindset? Do you think there still is that narrative that the media does kind of idolise that kind of more of that look? I mean, you can definitely see a trend in men kind of looking more feminine. And, you know, I, I was living as like a trans woman for six months uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I felt great for a time being. But, you know, I think there's definitely a pressure and a trend when you look on social media. Everyone has to look perfect. You know, everyone has filters. Everyone does fillers. Everyone does surgery. You know, and the, the feminine look is, is definitely a trend that's being set in Korea, in K-pop, which has become hugely popular around the world. So, you know, I can see a lot of people falling for the trend. A lot of people are doing it. And, you know, it's nice to be able to make yourself look better. It's nice to be able to give yourself more confidence. But it's also, you know, what I've learned is, you know, don't go too extreme. You know, I went a little bit too far as identifying as Korean. And I realized, you know, that was a mistake. And I got a little bit too deeply obsessed with my um, love of K-pop. And, you know, a lot of people are obsessed with K-pop. A lot of people try to change themselves. But, uh, you know, I just I do think the media has some responsibility in the sense that they push this. They push, you know, um, men looking a certain way. Um, and it's great for people if that makes them happy. But I also feel like people need to make their own decisions rather than just going on what the media is telling them. It's quite interesting, actually, you, you mentioning that for the first time ever today, I think I saw on BBC News, they were talking about um, one of the members of BTS having to do military service in South Korea. Why do you think suddenly that's sort of making headline news, like the lunchtime news on the BBC? What do you think that is? Well, obviously, the BBC know the power of K-pop and um, K-pop has really dominated um, the world you know in terms of the charts we have the uk charts uh billboards in america um k-pop groups like bts blackpink they do top the charts and you know they break youtube records they break so many records they win grammys they win all these different awards so i think the media like bbc they've kind of realized how mainstream it is because mm. for many years you know one of my things i was trying to do is i love k-pop and korea so much i was trying to promote k-pop and share it with new audiences and you know it was so hard to get mainstream media to speak about it because they think, oh, it's just some foreign language music. We don't get this. It's not important. But now they've finally woken up and realized, okay, K-pop's a big deal. And yes, one of the members is doing a military service. I did actually offer to do the service instead of him, you know, so he could keep performing. But uh, I didn't hear back. <laughs> I'm sure that probably didn't go down too well. <laughs> exactly. Not, didn't go down well. But, you know, I was like, you know, we need him to keep singing for us for the next two years. I will do his job um, in the military service if, if necessary and if I become Korean. So, but yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't get accepted. <laughs> so, so you're still into K-pop? Still obsessed, but I've just realised, you know, my obsessing over someone's looks like Jimin and trying to look a certain way was unhealthy. Um, so I'm still obsessed. I listen to it every day. I still make my music, but I'm trying to be you know, more of a healthy K-pop fan. <laughs> 
what was your family's reaction when you kind of turned around and said, you know what, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm stripping this back now. I think I've gone a step too far. Was that a decision they was happy to hear, do you think? Yeah, I mean, for my family and friends and all my followers, everyone's been very supportive and very happy because, again, they were so concerned about me before. I was kind of a lost sheep. I was, you know, Bobby, I'd done last year, I did about three different surgeries, um, you know, with different anesthetics. And I had about 17 procedures in one year. So I did so much. And it was getting to a point where, you know, they thought I was going to die or, you know, I would never find happiness. So they're very relieved that I've been finding myself. And they're also happy that, you know, I'm trying to now, you know, use my experience and use my lessons that I've learned to, to try and, you know, educate people and, and help others to, you know, avoid just going with a trend that they see on social media, especially kids, you know, kids are very susceptible to seeing a celebrity online and they want to become like them, they want to look like them or whatever. So I'm just trying to, you know, raise awareness of that and just for people to be happy in their own skin. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think the the growth of social media, as we see, that the, the knock-on effects is huge for, I think, so many people, whether it's a subconscious or not, can't help but compare their lives. And I think sometimes, obviously, I'm no psychologist or doctor, but I think some people's mental health, and I definitely think there's got to be a connection in the rise yeah. of both at the same kind of time. So many people can look at someone's lifestyle and see the, the best version that they're putting out or portraying that day and thinking, well, I, I've not got that house in Calabasas. I've not got that car. I've not got this or I don't look like that. So there is kind of that rabbit hole people do get in sometimes of chasing something that isn't obtainable. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if you look at social media, a lot of people, you know, it's not really real life. A lot of people use filters. I mean, if you look at Madonna, she, you know, bless her, she has about 10 different filters. But, you know, people use filters. People also like to show the perfect photo, you know, the perfect life. It doesn't necessarily reflect their real life or how they are and stuff. And so it's important for kids to kind of realize there's a difference between, uh, you know, Instagram versus reality. It's not the same. It's, you know, and also we see these influencers with nice cars, private jets. It's not necessarily the reality. And, you know, kids are, you know, aspiring to be an influencer, you know, which is a, a great thing. You know, I love doing it. I know you do as well. Um, but, you know, it's not like, a, you know, we need still need like kids to be teachers, be scientists, be doctors. You know, all kids shouldn't be aspiring to, you know, be a Kardashian to get a reality show or to, you know, to be an Instagram star. It's also, it's very difficult for someone on Instagram to make money is actually very difficult. People don't see that, people don't realize it. So, you know, I just hope kids can, you know, enjoy Instagram, enjoy social media, but not get kind of carried away with what is being shown to them and not see it necessarily as real life. What's, what's 2023 got coming up for you? Um, so 2023, I'm actually working on my book. Um, it's going to be published in the US, um, and the UK and around the world. So I'm, I'm working on that at the moment. And also, I'm actually taking a break from my music and focusing on politics. So um, I'm hoping to speak before the US Congress, UK Parliament to try and help um, kids that are struggling with gender dysphoria and gender identity issues. And because um, in America, there are some states where they perform mm -hmm. um, surgeries on kids that are 12 years old. Um, to help them transition you know I support people transitioning but I feel like a kid shouldn't 
have be having that done to their bodies until um, you know they're at least 18. So um, I'll be doing some activism in the US in Washington DC and um, yeah, working on my book and trying to use that as a self-help and motivational book to help um, the millions of people across the world that struggle, particularly teens that struggle with identity issues. Very interesting. Well, Ollie, thank you so mm. much for, for joining us this evening. Happy Christmas uh, and hope you have a good one. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing what you do next. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Nice to speak to you all. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bobby. Bye, Stephen. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Interesting character, Ollie. He's come, he's come on the show before looking very different to how he does now. Um, but yeah, also a controversial guy, I guess. So, um... well, I don't think I've ever spoke or interviewed him before, actually. So it's the first time since I've done the show mm. and I've ever had a chance to, to sit and interview him and chat with him. It's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's an interesting character. I, 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 I can't imagine what it must be like in his head, having dealt with all that he's dealt with. So, yeah, I mean, interesting to say that. Yeah. Um, Right, our final guest, uh, Liam Ridden, is ready to come in. Uh, fresh from Celebs Go Dating. Let's get him in. Let's do this. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Liam. You all right, mate? I'm good. How are you? We're having for the really video. good, thank you, mate. Really good. Thanks for joining us. It's lovely to have you on the show. And you? How was you? How's things? All good this end. All good. How about you? Keeping busy? Oh, not bad, not bad. We're right up to Christmas now, isn't it? So life is just busy. Yeah, gosh, it's flying by, isn't it? I can't believe how close Christmas is now. Yeah, it's freezing cold as well, isn't it? Oh, God, don't talk to me about the snow. I'm snowed in currently. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask you, mate. Obviously, CGD's airing at the minute. Yes. How, how have you found filming that? Because obviously this isn't your first reality show. People originally will know you from Love Island. That's right, yeah. Um, Not your first time dating on TV, but a completely <laughs> different setup. What's What's the differences and what have you preferred? Um, well, obviously, the dating on Love Island was well, it wasn't much dating to be honest. It was just in the villa and when hanging I did, out, <laughs> yeah. And when I was on a date, it was with Millie, and we had this you know, I think from the we had our first date when she first came in the villa, there was like you know, there was something there straight away, you know, it was very flirty. Um, you could just tell it was something there. Um, and you know, dates afterwards, then obviously, we knew each other, so it was a lot more comfortable. And so, yeah, celebs go dating, and you're just thrown in into completely, you know, unknown territory with unknown people. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been great fun. I had a great time. Um, but, yeah, definitely different to Love Island. Um, I think celebs go dating is not as intense as Love Island. You know, it's, it's been more fun. It's tongue-in-cheek. Um, like Love Island is intense. How did you get on with Anna and Paul? Because when I did the show, I think it was back in series three. It was two different agents at the time. It was Nadia and Eden. Right, yeah, yeah. I was still very early days back then. How did you get on with them? And did you take any advice from them moving forward where you kind of think, actually, these guys, they know their shit? They do know as much as they, you know, they're there for the show and everything. And it's, they actually do know, you know, they, they know their stuff, you know, and it's in real life careers and um you know the stuff they were saying to me was like there's certain things which i probably didn't know myself but they could see and you know they've dealt with people in my situation who've gone on massive reality shows been in serious relationships then you know ended and for me it's been like a complete whirlwind you know but they've seen it before and they kind of they could resonate is that the word yeah. um, mm -hmm. understand where i was coming from you know it's, it's hard for people to understand 
my situation, friends, family, none of them have been through, have been through breakups, but not kind of the, 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 the past two years that I've been through, but Anna and Paul kind of understood and, you know, just give me a little bit of advice, you know, where they could. And um, yeah, just try, I'll try and take that going forward. Um, but yeah, it's been a, you know, it's, it has been a whirlwind the past two years. Um, you know, it was very, uh, a lot of controversy of me going on celebs go dating. I did get a lot of stick off a lot of people, uh, which, you know, was expected. But, you know, I was, you know, this industry is tough and you've got to kind of just, you know, do certain things. And it, to, to be honest, I I enjoy doing the show, you know. It, you know it, was, it was kind of helped me move forward as well. You know, like I was busy every day meeting new people on similar journeys to me. You know, it kind of helped with my breakup. And, um, you know, I've come away, great experience. I met some great people, got some good friends. And, um, you know, if you'd said to me back two years ago, when I was a bricklayer, you're going to be doing a show like this. I'd say, yeah, I'd bite your hand off. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, although I've had a lot of stick and a lot of people give me stick going on there, you know, I don't who know. Who from in particular, when you mentioned you can get in stick, who was giving you stick and what kind of, what have they been saying? Well, you know, the typical people online. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I just gave me a slate and like, these people don't know me, you know, and, you know, if you feel like they did know me for a 10 minute chat, they probably think, oh, she's a decent guy, you know, but, um, like they just slayed me on. Like everybody loves Millie, which is great. She's amazing. You know, she's amazing. She's a lovely, lovely girl. Um, but like, you know, I'm I'm 23 years of age. I'm just having a bit of fun. I've gone through a breakup. I've been hurt. Um, but I'm just gonna, you know, if you get, I'm gonna ask on a TV show and have a bit of fun. And so be it. People take things so seriously and just want to throw hate and, you know, just. And I feel like, hell, I'm just, I'm just taking things as they come and enjoying myself. You know, if I when, when I'm 30, 40 years of age. I look back and go, I had fun doing that show. You know, I met some great people. Like, it's, it, you know, that's it does to... sound a bit like you it's something you've struggled with. Um, I, I don't struggle with it. Um, you know, I feel like I'm very thick skinned, but it is annoying. You know, like, mm. like obviously going on the show. Like, I wasn't ready to be. I, I, when they first asked me, I told them no because I wasn't. I didn't think I was ready to do something like that. I wasn't ready to date. Uh, I wasn't ready to be back out there because I was still here. Do you mean my... Love Island or do you mean Celebs Go Dating? Celebs Go Dating, sorry. All oh, right, yeah. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. ready to date and be back out there. And, um, you know, I, I was still hurt myself. I didn't want to hurt Millie anymore either. So I said no, but, you know, they came back and kept asking. So I thought, yeah, you know, why not? And like I said, I, I, I enjoy myself. But if I went on then was very flirty, you know, a little bit cocky, you know, people would have hated that then because it'd be too soon of me to do that. So I wasn't like that, not just cause, not because of other people, because I wasn't ready either. But um, it almost comes across as if I'm being boring or dry. You know, I've seen a few comments now, people saying I'm dry and boring, etc. And like, so whatever I do, whatever way I am on there, it's going to be wrong in many people's eyes. So, um, to be honest, I just think bollocks to these people. <laughs> um, but, uh, did you get trolled a lot after the breakup? Once it become like public news and it was put out there that you was no longer together, you were meaning. Did, did you find social media and trolling, or was it quite bad for you? Yeah, um, like when we were together, we like, kind of just had each other. We were protected together. You know, we'd get the odd person chatting rubbish, but obviously we broke up then. And I think naturally, um, the man usually gets the you know. The, the the bad side of things. Um, we broke up amicably. We remained friends, but then you know people made rumors up of me cheating in like some festival. Um, 
and then soon as people see that, they just think, oh, Aleppo never changes spots because I, I did something in Casamo um, in Love Island. And people just slated me, thousands of comments, just saying, I oh, just scumbag, he's this, he's that, you know, she was too good for him anyway. And you don't even know me, like, you don't even know I, I haven't cheated. Uh, you're just reading something you saw online and like people just quick to judge straight away. Mm. So after the breakup, yeah, it definitely had uh, a lot of stick. You know, I went to a Reading festival and some girl shouted at me, you know, so can I swear on you? You can. Yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> You're a fucking scumbag. Can't believe you cheated on Millie. And, and I'm like, you know, whatever. And I, you know, I don't like chick. That's out. hard. That's really hard, though, because especially if you know that you didn't do anything wrong. If You know, I'm someone, you know, I, mm-hmm. when I kiss I, in Castle Moor, I kiss someone else and I held my hand up. I said, look, I, I was wrong. It was wrong of me to do. But when you're getting accused of things you didn't actually do, um, you know, it's a bit frustrating. Um, but even now, you know, like obviously going on the show, people tend to take Millie's side, which is fine. In fine, I'm not, I'm not bothered. You know, it's just like um, you do. Are you hoping on. that one day you'll be able to leave that behind? Is that something you're trying to you're keen to move on from? Um, move on from TV or move on from this breakup? You mean? Well, yeah, from the breakup and people associating you with. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm not what just people see. I'm not just a people assume I'm this bad guy who fucked someone over and you know I, I'm always trying to write by people you know I love my family friends and everything and um, I think TV people just see what a certain side and they just assume that's you and you know I'm not saying a real bad side has come out of me um, but people just assume that you know people will always have things to judge on and so I think mm. you, know, you know bollocks to them as long as people who know me and love me and you know they see me in the right way that's, that's what it matters really um, but definitely, I had a great time doing it. Um, I just feel like, you know, you know, Bob, you know, like fucking you get a negative side to whatever you do. Some people love you. Some people hate you, you know, so you've got to get, kind of get on and, and do your do, thing. Really. Do you think a, a lot is to do with editing? And what's your thoughts? I know you've done a, a couple of reality shows. When it comes to ed- editing of a show, do you think that plays a huge part in people's perceptions? Oh, definitely. You know, like, I feel like it's hard to, your personality is your personality. Mm. Like you, can, you know, if you go on a date for an hour, you know, you might have loads of laughter, a couple of awkward moments. They could just show, you know, the dates on, on the show, they only show them for like five minutes. They could show just the five, you know, the five minutes of awkward moments. And all of a sudden the date was really awkward or they could show you being a bit quiet for five minutes and all of a sudden you're a miserable bastard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no winning. Your control, then, is it? Once it's you sit there and your hour, your hour yeah. and off, whatever three, four minutes they show is completely out of your hands. Exactly. So you don't know. Yeah, and watching like, it back, are you happy with how you've been edited? Um, look, I am watched all of it because watching myself, I just it makes me cringe. But um, my family were watching it, you know, step by step, and they're saying you're coming across amazing. You know, I've seen certain clips and you know some of the episodes and. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm coming across okay. Uh, but like I said, I wasn't going to be, you know, flirting over the top because, you know, that was wrong at that certain time to be like that. So I may come, you know, people love celebs go dating, people being flirty and, and bantering and, you know, I wasn't like that. So I may come across as a bit dry or a bit boring. But look, I'm I'm just, yeah, I'm just normal. I'm a down-to-earth person. You know, I might not be super exciting to watch sometimes. I, I don't know. I think you need to start, stop second-guessing yourselves. Just enjoy yeah, I, yourself. I do, I do second-guess myself. I, I, but but that's the nature of it, isn't it? What, yeah, on, yeah. on cheery note, what are you doing for Christmas? Um, so I'm heading back to Wales 
on mm-hmm. the I think Sunday, I think. Um, yeah, going back to see family, see friends. Because obviously I live in Essex, I live on my own. Um, I moved here with Millie last year. And um, once we broke up then, I went back to Wales for a couple of weeks and then kind of moved back to Essex then. Uh, so, yeah, obviously I don't want to be spending Christmas <laughs> in Essex on my own. So I'm um, heading back no. to Wales. I haven't seen the family for a, a good few weeks. So um, be good to back, go back and see them and uh, just be in the pub. Seeing the boys. Sounds <laughs> ideal. <laughs> things, you know, I go quite a lot in London, and um, but when you go back and you know your hometown, see your friends, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's especially Christmas. It's a, it's a special time of the year, isn't it? Absolutely. And how is dating, mate? Now, uh, is it is there a special lady in your life if you took anyone for a for an Andos or a steak and chips? <laughs> so uh, very much concentrated on myself. Um, that was a massive part about. The separation between me and Millie. Um, so, you know, constant on myself and just trying to do everything for myself and just, um, I'm not a selfish person. I'm trying to be a little bit, bit more selfish and just kind of do do my own thing, you know. And um, That's not a bad thing. Like, I'm trying to focus on training, uh, you know, work and career. And uh, yeah, so I, I always, you can speak to people, but I'm not really looking for anything at the moment I don't want to settle down what are the DMs saying though Liam who's sliding into them because I can imagine <laughs> them. well no one in, in specific but um, you know the DMs you know, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of DMs on a daily but they're popping off I'm very selective who, uh, who I apply to and uh, like I said I'm not I'm not really looking about for te- I'm not much of a texter to be honest um, I hate texting in fact you know I'll speak to my mates on the phone or my mother my dad but I just don't like Texas. Old school, old school. Uh, you know, if I meet someone out, then you meet someone out, but I'm just not a fan of texting all the time. Fair enough, yeah. can understand that. Well, Liam, thank you so much for joining us soon. I really appreciate it. Don't okay. doubt yourself so much. <laughs> um, and I uh, hope you have an amazing Christmas and New Year. Perfect. Thank you, lads. I'm good to chat to you as well. You're welcome. You Merry Christmas, have, mate. Lovely to Christmas, chat with you. Take care. Take cheers, lads. See ya. Bye, mate. Thanks. Oh, he seems like a sweetheart, doesn't he? I mean, it's a difficult, difficult thing, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, um, when, you, when you've done the the reality TV life, as you know, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's a tricky one. It's a rabbit hole, and it's certainly a can of worms. But it certainly uh, is. It's, not, it's in a good place, and um, yeah, reflecting and spending time in, like he, he said, some is being selfish. But sometimes I, I don't. Think that's a negative selfish. Sometimes it's important to focus on yourself a little bit. Um, yeah, I think we both know that we're both pretty positive on those sorts of things. Absolutely, by well, what a Christmas show and what a, what a finale to twenty twenty two. It's the end what of twenty twenty two. What's been up. your highlight of the year, Bob? Oh, shit, what's been my highlight? That's a good question, Stephen. What has been a highlight? Do you know what? Yeah, got one. <laughs> I have really got one. <laughs> you know what it is? I'll be really honest. And I know I sit here because I always go into years really positive. And I remember saying exactly the same last year. And because I'm, I'm one of them that I love an even number, I was just convinced. I was like, 2022, I was I, I was just convinced it was going to be a, an amazing year. And, and it's had some good moments. I mean, like every year, no year is going to be 365 mm-hmm. days of of uh glitters do you know what i mean but yeah. uh, i'm feeling positive for 2023 <laughs> so do you know what going to a new year excited um i'm really looking forward to it. have you got a highlight of 2022 mine has definitely been every week with me 
apart from that, um, I have to say the travel that I've done this year, I've been very lucky to go abroad quite a lot. Um, and it really is my favourite thing, is travelling. So, um, yeah, I feel very lucky to have been able to go to Canada and to Italy and to Spain and just kind of, after the last couple of years, just kind of get back out there. So, yeah, for me, it's kind of been getting away from here has been... <laughs> yeah, you dusted been... off that passport and went all fucking Judith Chalmers, didn't you? You've been <laughs> left, right and centre, but good luck to you, boys. That's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want to do lucky. more of that next year, actually. I want to I want to do a little bit more travelling, go to a few more places. Get it um, done, so Get it done, absolutely. But I'm excited for 2023. How about you? Good vibes? Yes, me too. Good. I'm feeling positive. Um, I'm looking forward to it. But I do also get to this time of year and I just kind of want it to all... Let's just... Right, come on, I'm ready for the next year now. I love yeah. Christmas. I love seeing my family, but I'm also ready for the new start. So I feel like... Yes. Um, that's that's my my thinking. I'm I'm ready to sit down, eat my turkey. Sorry for the vegans out there, but enjoy your nut roast or whatever. And I'm quite happy to to chair one of a few pigs in blankets. Watch Love Actually a couple of times. But yeah, a couple of days of that. Bring on January. Bring on 2023. Now we'll be back. I think what are we second um, week of January. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah, looking forward to that that's too. Exciting. Well, and uh, yeah. Thanks for, for tuning in and staying with us all year, guys. Always a pleasure. Have a lovely Christmas and New Year. Merry and, Christmas uh, indeed. We'll see you all on the other side. Bye, guys.